0: I'm Father Ralph, and you're in the Red Room. Tonight, we're going to have Father Aaron Mitchka, not a Stedsman, but always an admirer of the podcast. Later, we'll hear from Ryan Conley, Stedsman and sub rep. Later, we'll have good news and weather with Nikolai. I'm here with Bobby Weltner, my co host, and all of this is happening now in the Red Room.
1: Bobby. Father Ralph, great to be back. Great to see you, as always. Uh, great to be seen, Bobby. Great to be seen. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. We're uh, you know a couple days into Lent here. Oh, and, uh, yes. You know so That's right. So we're, we're, we're moving into the season. How, how's your Lent starting off so far?
0: Uh, let me tell you, it started off fantastically well. Why? Because we had good ash.
1: Good ash? What, what do you mean by good ash?
0: Well, I, you know, not, not all ash is equal. How so? Well, some of it's better than others. And I'll tell you, I'll be, I know, uh, Bobby, I know, I'm, you know, don't tell anyone that I said this, but the basilica has really bad ash. And bad what ash. They, what they do is they take the palms, you know, ashes made from the palms, okay. from Palm Sunday, they burn them, and then they have some, you know, kid over there sift through it with a grinder, but it's not pulverized enough. It's not fine enough. And so you, you get particulates... That can get into your eyes, and also too, it's really gray. Um, so I. So where do you get your ash? Well, I, I I go up to Chicago. I know a source. <laughs> a source.
1: Yeah, it's not the same source as the. Uh, what were you we talking about last? Oh, the 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 cappuccino foam. Or oh, whatever. the froth powder. The froth no, powder, no, this yeah. is this is this is another friend.
0: Oh, another friend. And okay. It likes to remain, you know, discreet, you know, and um, but I get I go up there, I get some ash. And I bring it down. And so this is funny. I went over to development. I, as you know, I work over at 83 Commons in development. And I, I do a mass for them uh, for, on Ash Wednesday. We had like, gosh, over 100 people in there. And um, this person came up and said they wanted to help give out ashes. I was like, okay, fine. So I let that person use the basilica ash, and I did mine. Now, my ash is very fine. very. It looks like almost like powdered sugar, and mm. it's black yeah okay it's black and um so that person had the basilica was on one side i had mine on the other side and after it was all said and done i was back in my little cubicle and someone said hey why why is you know jamie's ash better than mine i said what do you mean (laughs) well i can hardly see mine i said well because you used the basilica right you got you were in that Mm. other person's line and he goes yeah i said see sorry Always wow. stick, stick with me, kid. You'll get good ash. But I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you one other thing. Someone asked me, like, "Well, isn't it kind of ironic that when we start Ash Wednesday, we have like, don't do this, don't do that, don't blow a trumpet before you pray, don't don't look like you're fasting? Yeah. You know all this stuff. Why do we put ashes on our forehead? Well, actually, the funny thing is, is that back in the day, you used to put ashes on the top, top of, of your head. head. Yeah, but then it wasn't. Uh, wasn't seen, but see, in the Catholic Church, we believe in sacraments, with a capital S, and in sacramentals, yeah. with a small s, and the sacramentals are like holy water, clerical garb, yeah. crosses, yeah. you know, they're not forms of God's grace, but nevertheless communicate God's presence, yeah. and that's what ashes are, a sacramentals, so they need yeah. to be seen, because we're looking yeah. for signs, folks, <laughs> yeah. we're looking for signs, and... I don't think people are putting ashes on their head to say, oh, look, I'm a sinner. Look at me. Be proud. I'm yeah. not proud of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Well, do some, uh, do some societies still do on top of the head, like uh, if they do like tinctures, you know, with the ball on top of the head? Because I've heard of that before, too. Oh, you mean the tonsure. The tonsure times tonsure, sorry. Yes, tansure. yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yes, the tonsure, like, you know, like fire yeah, Tuck. So. Uh, no, uh, actually, that's a pre-Vatican II move. And actually, if you go to Europe, you actually will find that more the case. I remember I was in Ash Wednesday in Rome one year, and my parents and I, we went over to Santa Maria Maggiore, one of the, the basilicas, and they put ashes on our forehead. I mean, they, yeah, pu- they yeah. sprinkled it yeah. like a little pile in your hair, and it was, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, but Ash Wednesday is starting. Folks, do something. Pray, fast, give alms. If you don't know what else to do, look what the church has done for the last 2,000-some-odd years. Uh, uh, do that. But uh,
1: we are also into something else, Bobby. What's we, that? Well, I got back on the radio. Back on the radio, yeah, I know. I I I actually listened for a couple minutes this time. Oh, you did? Yeah, just for a couple minutes. But, of course, yes. But course. I, you know, but it's because I was doing Stations of the Cross at that time, and I was praying evening prayer. But but I wow. found some time in there. To, well, I'm glad I you... tuned in, and you were saying the news. Oh gosh, the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite
0: part yeah. is to do the news. No, actually not. It's it's not. My best my the the best part of it is just coming up with a playlist, finding out some artist who then, well, trained another artist mm-hmm. composer, who then had other people trained by him. So you can actually kind of see a musical lineage yeah. all of a sudden come out. And we you know I found that by accident, I was looking at um, these Czechoslovakian, or I should say, Czech Republic or Czech or Bohemian uh, composers. And one of them was really good friends with Bach and Bach. Actually, held him in high esteem, and they had this correspondence going back and forth, back and hmm. forth. And um, this Czech actually then trained a bunch of other persons. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, we can now bring his music, uh, their music, to follow his, and see if we can see any similarities." So, so who is this? So the 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 artist was um, Zalinka, Zalinka, Z- and he and he played in like for in Vienna, probably for the Habsburgs. And uh, he trained a person by by the name of Johann Joachim Quanz. Um And they're both of the broke period. And I was able to do some Zelenka. And then we said, okay, now here's his pupil. Can we see any difference uh, or similarities? So that was fun. And also, too, you know what the best part of it was? Is that there were no technical issues with his show. Because I had someone come over and, you know, set it all up right
1: and... I, I think I was surprised you were on the radio again. I thought you were gonna take a couple weeks off and try to try to regroup. Well, you know the funny thing is I regrouped quicker than I thought and the path was very clear,
0: Bobby. <laughs> that's great. People did want the listeners Baroque. want
1: the listeners want you back? The people have
0: spoken, Bobby. They you know what? It wasn't Baroque, so they wanted me to fix it. Mm, that's and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm delivering Baroque delicacies for your ear every Friday, four to six. And if you folks want to listen and you're not in the, in the broadcast area. Go to the blog because I always make sure to have the posting early in the day, so you guys can listen. That's great, and have a little baroque. Uh, here's something funny though. This is really this this did happen. One of my good friends in Florida called, texted me and says, "Hey, can we get something that doesn't have any violins in it?" Mm-hmm. So I said, "Oh yeah, sure." Well, and so I had this bassoon piece, and I said, "My friend in Florida says, you know, is there any?" Baroque music that doesn't have violins in it. I said, why, well, yes, we do. Here's a piece by so-and-so, bassoons, strings, and bass continuo. Well, not violins.
2: Yeah.
0: But it was violins. Sure. And I said, like, oops, I lied. <laughs> so anyway, so we got, we got one listener. We got one listener out there, and maybe we got an occasional listener in you. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm curious. Where do you get your news? <laughs> where do I get your news? It actually, so the news is actually uh, comes off of the Associated Press. And so you just collated, and, and that's a requirement that you do that. Well, do you... they like to do it every hour or every 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 half hour or so. Sure, gotcha. Or every hour on the half hour. Every hour on the half hour, yeah. And I don't like doing it, um, because it's just a it's written poorly. There are mistakes in it, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I don't think people are tuning in to WS d to get the news. They're yeah. tuning in. For music,
1: Yeah, certainly not the during the broke hour.
0: Not, yeah. I mean, come on, folks. It's taken away. I mean, and sometimes the news can go on for 10 minutes. It's yeah. like, folks, that's when you do, when you don't have a good playcast. Or a playlist, excuse me. Sure.
1: Yes, exactly. Excuse- I'm going to have a little tea here. Yeah, and, and this is a nice-looking mug, actually. This is... Oh, what, what, yes. what you, what's on this mug, you got? Bobby? Uh, this is the uh, this uh, mug
0: was given to me by my niece and nephew. It is the Omaha. It's the Nebraska State Capitol. No,
1: Nebraska State Capitol. No. Yes. So have I've, you been there, Bobby? Well, I've been to Lincoln, and I wanted to go see the Capitol. I walked around, and I I hate to say it, I was not that impressed. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I, I was not Bobby. allowed inside, but I walked around the outside. And, okay, know. we'll see that you missed
0: out. Nebraska's capital, state capital, is the best one. Uh, it's the only one done in Art Deco. Inside is absolutely gorgeous. It's all mosaics. It's all, uh, you know, uh, Art Deco finish. I mean, huh. the elevators are. I mean, all wood. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's like it's wow. like a time capsule. And and how old is it? Uh, it was built o in the well nineteen twenties. Nineteen twenties. And so we actually we actually spent a lot of money on it, and it's actually. It's actually pretty nicely done. But there is one, one really bad portion of it. It's down in the basement, and it's called the Hall of Governors. (laughs) And I'm not joking. It looked like we had some first grader cut a bunch of burlap and then just put pictures, black and white pictures of governors. Sure. And it says their name and the year they served. (laughs) But above, there's beautiful floors, um, ceilings. Everything is done in mosaics. And, uh, and a lot of symbolism for uh, obviously the state you know and our, our agrarian life. Yeah. But at the very top is the great sower. And the and you from New York would know much about this. The great Sower on top of the Nebraska Capitol, sowing the seed of the plains. That statue was actually done by the same person, a lady who did the one outside of, of Atlas outside the um, NBC building. Oh, interesting. 30 Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And so that artist also did the Great Sower. And um, so there's a connection so there. So you're saying she did the, at- the Atlas. She did the Atlas. Okay, yeah. yeah and yeah. did the yep. one on top of the Nebraska State oh, Capitol. interesting. So you got to track here. you got to track, Bobby. Got Well, no,
1: I thought you were saying that there was another sower statue near the Atlas. No, no, no. I got Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: and, and then... Underneath there, in that dome, you can actually go up and you can go look around the top, Mm. and there's the beautiful, the most beautiful chandelier, Art Deco chandelier you would ever want to see. And it's like a a big star that has 12 points, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I'll show you some pictures. Bobby, it's worth a
1: trip. I would love to see it. It's worth a trip. Well, I made the trip, and they were closed.
0: Well, you know what? Plan better, Bobby. You know? Plan better. Uh, I'm sure that you're planning to get some food later. Are you going to use one of those robots? No, have you has, no, have you changed
1: no. your opinion on the robots? I have not. I have not. Yeah, they, they're they're terrible. No, right? They're terrible. Have you? No, I'm not. I'm not going to change at all. Yeah. Now what? Now what about studs? Are the guys getting many deliveries here? I have not seen them. I told the guys, you know what? Go do yourself something good. Go
0: go walk and get some exercise. Yeah. And, and and let and and don't don't let the robots serve you. Because you'll be serving them soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. So save it for the big fight. That's true. Yes. It's you true. know what else we gotta do? We gotta save this more conversation for the conf- uh, for the show. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Get it on. Okay, Bobby, well, our first guest is gonna kinda break the mold here because you know we only interviewed people from St. Ed's yeah. on this show. He's gonna be the first one where we haven't had someone from Steds. But I know if he could have lived in Steds, he would have. And I know that he's always a listener of the podcast, but this is his first time to be a guest. And I'm so exciting. happy. I'm so happy. Our first guest tonight is none other than Father Aaron Mitchka CSC. Welcome, Aaron. Uh, thank you, guys. And for the record, in case there's anyone
3: from Siegfried Hall listening, uh, what you said is not true. I would... <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, my God. You know what? It's not a great way to start off. No,
3: is, a- it is It is an honor
0: to be the first non-steads guest on. I you know what? You know. I, I, I'm sorry. We can't take that back. You, you came out like Nancy Kerrigan at the Olympics. <laughs> you try to do, you know, do a, a, a flip well, and you boom. You put me in a difficult position. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, Aaron, I, I, I tell you, you know, back in the day uh, when you came back from your studies because you were away. Where did you go for studies again? You you did advanced studies where? At the University of Michigan. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. wow, folks. That's another wow. fall. <laughs> <It's> really <laughs> another fall <laughs> on the <laughs> ice, folks. He's out of metal contention <laughs> now. Wow. Okay, we'll get to that later. But we were having a conversation with Corby, and I talked about doing a podcast. And then you have a love for a podcast, too.
3: I, yes, occasionally dabble in the... The dark arts our dark arts,
0: but I, I just, <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't create podcasts. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, but, you, so. well, you know, and we said like, look, if there was ever a time, you know, where we had an opening, we could get you in. So thank you for coming and, and doing this, even though you live in Siegfried Hall and you want to live over there, but you know, no one's perfect, but <laughs> so, let's get, well, go ahead, Bob. Well, so I, I want to ask,
1: what, like, so what are some of the podcasts you do listen to or what, what are the topics?
0: Well, um.
3: I listen to anything about politics, culture, music. Um, I really haven't been enjoying the 60s songs that explain the 90s. That's something that I've Uh-oh. passed around to the Corby Hall community. Uh, you know, this goes a while back. I used to listen to the Slate Gab Fest over 10 years ago. That was podcasts in sort of like their their nascent mm-hmm. sort of coming into being form. So now they're, they're like the new blogs in a way, and... Uh, you can really find anything you want so i usually shave and shower with a podcast going on in the morning so if you had to make your own podcast would you have a topic for Mm -hmm. it yeah i think i would talk about um my pet interests which have to do with anthropology uh what it means to be human but um usually on the outer periphery what it means to be human i
0: I have an interest in conspiracy theories.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Those always make for
3: good
0: podcasts. Oh yeah, so you, know, you should look into it. Yeah, never, yeah never looking for material there. Yeah, exactly. um, did he really mean good morning to me, or was that, he was just really upset? You know, you just, everything yeah. is a yeah. conspiracy. But now you were talking about anthropology. So I take it that you went to Michigan, and your studies were in anthropology. Did you get a PhD from Michigan? Yes, I I got my
3: Ph.D. from the University of Michigan. Um, In fact, uh, before that, I did a master's degree at Oxford. Um, So I have
0: degrees in anthropology from both those institutions. I see. And now you teach anthropology. I do. So will you be directing your students to this podcast? (laughs) Say, hey, listen to me for extra puntos. Well, uh, I suppose it depends on the final product, but maybe I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, when you were at Michigan and you were working on your Ph.D., um, you were so close but so far away because you were just up the road at Ann Arbor, right? Yes. You were just always up up at Ann Arbor. (laughs) (laughs) It is three hours
3: um, on the dot, door-to-door, from Corby Hall to...
0: To Ann Arbor. Yeah, you were always you're like it probably got pretty boring nah. in 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 Ann Arbor, right? Well, um, you know, at grad
3: school, you spend a lot of time in the library. Yes. So i I moved between
0: that and and the parish, right? And the parish. So you're spending a lot of time between the library and the parish. Oh, yes, and of course my
3: research is in Egypt, so I... Oh, whoa, Bobby! Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow! How often would you go to Egypt? Well, I, I spent one full summer there while in grad school, and then I did 18 months of field work. So in anthropology, to sort of become an anthropologist, to, to earn your stripes, you have to do this thing called field work, which just means living in a particular place. Usually it's, you know, somewhere not where you're from. You learn the language, you learn the customs, you kind of become one of the people that you study. um, And it's usually for at least a year, closer usually to two years. Uh, And then that that provides the data that you use to um, write your dissertation or
0: publish your research. Wow, that's amazing. So you culturally appropriated (laughs) Egyptian life. Well, I your own. I, 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 I did it. I did it with permission. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where in Egypt did you go? I mean, I just think of Egypt as one big desert, and there's a river that runs through it. What's that again? The Nile, yeah, the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> well, my relationship with Egypt
3: goes way back. In fact, my first time in Egypt was as an undergraduate. Um, so I was a student here at Notre Dame, and I decided to spend my entire junior year. In Egypt, so um, that was from 2002 to 2003, and when it was safe. <laughs> well, it still is safe. <laughs> uh, I want to make make that clear to the listeners. Um, but yes, this was, of course, before the Arab Spring. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that said, uh, this was immediately after 9/11, and uh, my time in Egypt coincided with both the. Uh, War in Afghanistan and the invasion of Iraq. So there was still a lot of upheaval in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to see a lot of the sort of local unrest unfold in Egypt. So I was was in Cairo for most of that time. Mm -hmm. So that time. But then when you went to do your field work, where were you? Yes, my field work was in the southern part of the country, which is called Upper Egypt. So that just refers to... The flow of the Nile, so the upper part of the Nile is in the south, and it flows northward into the Mediterranean. Uh, Upper Egypt is kind of like the the deep south here in America. It's very religious, very um, traditional and conservative in its own ways. Mm. There's kind of a distinct uh, way of speaking and dressing. Um, People from Upper Egypt are very proud of where they're from, so... uh, it was a, it was sort of an experience not only just to be in Egypt but to be in this particularly unique place uh,
1: in Egypt. Oh. So, how did you choose Egypt? How did that get selected?
3: Well, um, I think as these things go, they they kind of find you. I, uh, as an undergraduate, I I really wanted to study in Chile, um, and I started to take Spanish, but for uh, a variety of reasons, it just didn't work out. So I had to find another place to study abroad and another language to learn. And, of course, with 9-11, the world was becoming sort of more interested in the Arab world and the Arab-speaking nations. So I started taking Arabic and just Mm. kind of fell in love with it. Uh, So that's what brought me to Egypt originally. But then once I was there, it really opened up um, some pretty deep questions for me about uh, what it means to... Uh, be a citizen of the wealthiest nation in the world. You know, yeah, coming sure. as an American, I was. That's how people viewed me in Egypt. And uh, for someone twenty years old, I never left the country. Uh, that was pretty formative. So things like that they stayed with me. Um, even once I became a priest, and when the order asked me to consider doctoral studies, I asked if I could do something related to Egypt.
0: Hmm. Now, what did your field study focus on? Yes, well, originally
3: I wanted to study marriage and divorce. Um, That's what brought me to Egypt uh, for my initial foray into field work. So this was about a year before the full 18-month project. But it sounds like the honeymoon didn't last long. The honeymoon It was a very brief honeymoon period. Um, and uh, I have many stories about those four frustrating weeks when I tried to kind of get this project off the ground. What I ran into was um, a problem with the Coptic Orthodox Church's hierarchy. So Um, Just to clarify things for the listener, the the Coptic Orthodox Church is the sort of native local church of Egypt. Uh, It has its own pope who's Egyptian. Uh, It is a very ancient and proud uh, community um, based, of course, in Egypt, but now has uh, a diaspora uh, throughout the world, including here in the United States. Um, So they... They're not Catholics, and they're not even sort of Orthodox as we tend to think of the Orthodox Church. They're their own kind of unique church, and with me showing up both as an American, a foreigner, and a priest of, an, of a different church, um, there was a, there was quite a bit of suspicion. So I wasn't able to get cooperation at the sort of the level of the bishops there in Cairo. Oh. Um, which which derailed my projects. Uh, I think it was probably it was pretty naive on my part to think that it would work. <laughs> but um, on paper it was sound. It was just I didn't get the support I needed, um, and that was. And there's no blame there. I, I don't. I'm not upset about that at all. It just it just didn't. As anthropologists, we rely on the generosity of, of others to to support our research, and it just wasn't going to happen there in Cairo. Mm-hmm. So what did you retool it? Too. Well, I, um, I spent about four weeks um, trying to get it to work, and eventually I just came to the realization that this thing was dead in the water. I had to sort of throw away about a, a year's worth of, of prep work. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was pretty devastating, actually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, some kind of
0: sleepless nights... But then, I you know, yeah. mean, I know, I know your pain because you know when Bobby messes up, I have to go do all this editing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bobby. Yeah, no, look.
3: go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I after I sort of pull myself together, um, I, I mean, I, and I was, I was staring down the clock too. I just had basically two months in the country before I had to get go back to Ann Arbor and write up my grant applications and basically provide the full outline for my dissertation and the research I needed to do my dissertation. So, basically, I was I was looking at about a month left to, to come up with a new dissertation topic. So, I, I knew that there were these large Coptic communities in the middle and southern part of the country, which I've referred to as Upper Egypt. Um, I had spent some time in Luxor, in the, in the south, uh, studying and learning Egyptian Arabic, but I hadn't really kind of explored those, those communities and, and really, they're not really they're not represented in the literature. There, there hasn't really been a lot of anthropological work done on, on these communities. So uh, I just booked train tickets to go south and stop at different cities along the way. So I uh, booked those tickets and I worked my network of Catholic priests and sisters in the country uh, to connect me with Catholic bishops. And I just visited a few of them to see uh, if any of them will be hospitable. Uh, one bishop, one Catholic bishop, wasn't. He uh, just wanted to talk to me about politics, um, of course. A uh, visa to America. <laughs> uh, well, it, you have to understand that um, even if I'm talking to a Catholic in Egypt, that doesn't make them sympathetic to the United States. And a lot of them... Uh, are still pretty sore about the support that the U.S. gave to the Morsi regime, um, the Muslim Brotherhood president that was, um, that was uh, basically removed uh, in an uprising in 2013. So this is now two years after that, and people are still pretty sore about what they saw the U.S. doing to their country. So I was getting a bit of that blowback, So there's one Catholic bishop who, it was clear he wasn't going to help me. Um, But then I I showed up to this uh, city called Asut. It's just kind of right in the middle of Egypt, alongside the Nile. And the bishop there uh, was a polyglot, had served in the the Egyptian military early on in his life, but um, now is is well into his 80s. Uh, A very wise and generous man. And the day that I showed up, because um, we had never met before, he invited me to um, get in the, the car with him to go off to bless a new meeting hall at a parish. So we drove for about two hours through the Egyptian countryside. It's a big desert. Well, it, it's a big desert, isn't it? it 97% just- of Egypt is desert, but... The, don't break down by rest the, uh, the other three percent is very green. Uh, that's the Nile Valley. So we were driving through the, the Nile Valley, which is beautiful. It's fields and palm trees and uh, it's it's very lush and that's where everyone lives, of course. so you go from village to village, but you'll have thousands of people kind of crammed into these pretty uh, at least uh, you know from the sky small villages' yeah, yeah. So it's a small footprint, but very densely populated. So we, we went to this parish. Um, the pastor there was, was, partly because I was being hosted by the bishop, was very welcoming to me. One thing led to another, and then now I'm in the network. I knew uh-huh. the bishop, I met the priest, he could introduce me to the other priests, and then I was in the system. So um, then it was just kind of a, a race against the clock to, to find something in that area that would work as a project. So... Um, I mean, in anthropology, you can always come—you can sketch something out, but it has to map onto reality. You have yeah. to be able to talk to people about it and kind of collect data, and so that's the real test, and that's that's the hardest part of the discipline. I think.
1: So, could you re- could you repurpose any of the prior year's work that you've done, <laughs> or is it all really lost? Well, um, none of it is ever lost, uh,
3: and I have come back to it over time. Um, partly just to understand the people I study. It was good prep work. Um, But I think it also has applications for what it means to be Christian in the modern world. Mm. Um, A lot of what I was interested in was the the state's relationship to the church. Um, And what people here in the West, I think, fail to see is that in the Middle East, and especially in Egypt, the This so-called Islamic, or it's not really truly Islamic, but Article II, the Egyptian Constitution, claims that the Egyptian state is inspired by Islam, so it's, you know, it's bolstered by those ideas. But it's, it's in a way, very supportive of um, minority religious communities in terms of how they uh, oversee things like marriage, and divorce. Oh. So there's no secular option for marriage or divorce in Egypt. You have to you have to sort of belong to a set number of one of the set number of religious communities. So if you're a Catholic in Egypt you can't you can't get divorced because the, the Catholic Church doesn't allow for divorce. But if if you're evangelical, you can. Then 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 the state sort of oversees this. If you're a Muslim you can get divorced. So you if you're say a Catholic and you want to divorce, some, sometimes the easiest way of getting it is just to convert. And so that that's the sort of wow. stuff wow. that I was interested in
0: studying. Well, you know, uh, you know, if if you could um, regale us with an anecdotal story, what is, what's something that like you found so striking or funny or maybe off-putting in Egypt. I mean, I think it's amazing. I mean, Bobby, he's out there in the yeah. middle of the desert. You know, um, <laughs> there's got to be something. I don't know. Were there snakes around, running
3: around? around. I'll, I'll tell you a story um, from my first week in the Asyut region. Yeah. So, you know, I just arrived and the bishop had just taken me out to this remote parish. And, and so I actually, I went back out to that parish a few days later to stay there. And the pastor was kind of surprised that I'd shown up. He, he offered to host me, but I don't think he was expecting me to take him up on the offer. So I, I show up, and he said, Well, I can't really have you here because it's a little dangerous. They're having problems with some violence in the area. But he said, Listen, I'm going to go say a wedding. Why don't you just come with me, and then you can stay with that priest, and then he'll pass you on to another priest. So this is how I ended up touring the region. So we, we went to another town. Uh, nearby and uh, this was the first time for me to observe and participate in a coptic wedding and it's it's very chaotic to american eyes you know there's um they just going kind to of merge the paperwork with the ceremony itself so you have one priest who's like filling out the forms the other priest is chanting the prayers and like the, and then you have like this cameraman with his really bright red light he's like coming <laughs> walking around the altar filming all of this yeah. and i was just kind of sitting there with nothing to do it was it was funny and interesting and, <laughs> and I loved it, you know, I really felt like I was in the in the mix you know, in the action um, and I had asked some of the people if I could take some pictures myself, I felt like, well, everyone else you know, seems to be taking pictures so then we moved on to um, the reception so this was out in a big field and there were several hundred people there, there was a big stage uh, up in front and then lots of wooden sort of benches that were lined up kind of almost like, you know, pews up to the altar to a stage. And on the front half, were, those were all women and children. On the back half were men. They're all smoking cigarettes and drinking tea. Uh, and there's sort of these ceremonial dances that happen on the stage. So again, I, I felt like I had had permission to take some pictures. So I took a few pictures from the back seated with the men. Well, someone saw me doing this. And, um, and then I noticed, uh, some whispering and then a man who was very angry and started yelling at the priest who was hosting me and the priest started yelling at him and then others joined and they started yelling at each other. And I, I started to pick up that this might have something to do with me. Uh, so the priest who was hosting me came up to me and he said, father, listen, it's like, we, we just want, can you come with me? <laughs> so, I. Uh, I walked with him into the dark. You know, we're out in a field, and it's at night. And so we walk out to the dark, and he grabs a chair, and he just sits me there in this dark part of the field. We're like, we're, we're pretty far away now from the action. He's like, just wait here. This and sounds he, like something like, in, like you know. This <laughs> getting
0: scary. Getting it sounds like in Jersey. Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Well, come I'm on. So. Like, yeah, come out to the Meadowlands with me, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. So... Hop in the car. He
3: leaves, and he comes back with all the men who have been yelling at each other. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know if they're going to yell at me. This priest has given me no indication what's, what's going on. So he's like, stand up. And so I stood up, and he said, listen, you just shake their hands. And so they all filed and just shook my hand one by one. And then they left. And he said, listen, we're going. And he just said, get in the car. We're leaving. So on the drive back... I said, "Well, what was that all about?" And he said, "You know, some guys—they—they they have these bad ideas about foreigners taking pictures. But they feel like they're going to use these images of women for you know, bad things." And so that—that that was what they were all arguing about. And then the others felt like the ones who were complaining were insulting the guests of the church, who was myself. So I was the co- I was the cause of this dispute, and the the sort of the elder of the group insisted that everyone come and apologize to me now I didn't realize I was being apologized to I had no idea what was going on oh. to begin with so that oh. you know that, that, that is sort of a taste of what it's like to be in, in that part of the world where there's a lot of things that are happening sometimes because of your presence and it's only after the fact that you figure it all out. <laughs> were, yeah. were, were you nervous that something
0: actually bad yeah. was <laughs> about to happen? Well, I, I was nervous uh, most days. It was an <laughs> <ancient>. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was not an unusual experience. Well,
0: you know, one other thing you had to be nervous about, you were telling me, is is that everyone in Egypt thinks that their house is built on something ancient, so they dig looking for artifacts. And their well, houses yes. collapse. Uh,
3: this, th- this is common in, in Upper Egypt, especially, um, where you get a lot of these kind of antiquity hunters uh, in some
0: places more than others but yes, that is that happens wow, 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 wow well, there's nothing there's nothing downstairs except the puppy farm here (laughs) now, Aaron I gotta ask are you ever gonna start your own podcast? well, what do you think? I think yes okay I mean, you could pepper it with some Arabic you know, stories about Arabic more more stories than Egypt you know, Egypt all of that stuff, you know and I, I, I could just picture him looking like Lawrence of Arabia, you know, you know, well, out there with a, you know, his little kefia or whatever they wear. I think, wear. you know,
3: podcast, it's the sort of new frontier evangelization. That too. Um, yeah, you could, yeah. You know, and if if I kind of flame out in academia,
0: maybe I will. <laughs> well, there's always room for you here in the river. Aaron, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Thanks for sharing guys. your story. It's Thanks, a, It's Appreciate a pleasure. It. Thank you.
1: Bobby, don't you like that, Aaron? oh yeah, I love Father Aaron. It's, well, it's it's fun to have a Holy Cross brother on the show. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, if I ever go to Egypt, I'm taking him. Yeah, I think we. I think, he, we ha- yeah, I think yeah. he speaks the language. I mean, does he if carry Father bags? Aaron, well, <laughs> Father Aaron almost didn't make it. I know I wouldn't make it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know,
1: because we got our next guest. Our next guest is none other than Ryan Conley,
0: sub rep. Sub rep. Ryan, welcome. Thank you all for having me again. Oh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Because exactly. I know what you're up to. Uh, a lot. Planning a lot. An acoustical cafe. Yeah, planning yeah. it,
4: setting it up, you know, just... How how, how did it go this past Thursday? You know, it went. It
0: definitely happened. Probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> happened. Yeah. yeah. He was detained. He had other... He, he just can't always be present. True. You know, yeah. he, he set the ball in motion yeah. off a Now, I heard some bad... I heard some sad news. And that is your... Uh, tenure as our sub rep is coming to an end. Is that true? Yes, it is. Very sadly, coming
4: to an end. Can we wow. reelect you? Uh, actually, no. Uh, you cannot reelect me. I've what? We're a democracy. We They've... love democracy, oh, well, Bobby. can we you? Uh, based upon some decisions that the judicial that the Notre Dame Judicial Council has made, uh, I will no longer be available to be up for sub rep position. Wait! Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. Where can I lodge a complaint? Do I have to go to the UN? I mean, what? This is yeah. crazy. How can
4: they limit? No, I'm not. I'm not sure. They're just—they're trying to silence
1: us. I, they're trying to silence the, the voices of, of of so many people here, instead, wow, and man. across campus. Now, are you? Now, to be clear, that's are shocking. you? Are you officially recognized as sub rep right now? Yes, yes.
4: Currently, still recognized. Okay.
1: But they have because. prohibited me from being reelected this yeah. year for okay. another term.
0: That's that. that that's that
1: is because not because right. to remind our listeners. Ryan was sub rep. He was kicked off, and he was re-elected. Yes. So re-appointed. He reappointed. was Sent back
0: by the people yeah. of Sitz. yes. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with that. They're just, or it might. Uh, they just got it in for you. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure uh, exactly what
4: happened. Um, but I know that they are allowing me to finish my term, as I was so far through it, and they are not allowing me to return for a second.
1: Well, uh, you know what? How dare they? Have you reviewed, Who are they? Have you reviewed your list of accomplishments with them? Your accomplishments as sub rep? Well, so so really, I I've heard from some people
4: that you want to live by by what they'll write about you in your obituary, not what will be on your resume. Mm.
0: Yes, well, and that's
4: said. that's really how I how I've taken my time as subrep. I don't, you know, I don't care if they look at all of my accomplishments and all of the things I've done for them. I've
0: I want them to see me for me. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Well said. You know, uh, You know. also do, he's a very humble man.
1: Bobby. He, I know. He's a I very know humble, he's humble man. And he doesn't like to. Every time I ask him about Acoustic Cafe, he kind of, you know, he punts. Well, uh, yeah, because you know what? <laughs> he doesn't want to, like, draw attention
0: away from all the other things that other people are doing as sub reps yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, he's just a very thoughtful and a very humble person. Right. I, I agree I, entirely. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't it. mean to make... Uh, folks, you can't see it. He's blushing in the red room. <laughs> the red room just got a little redder. Um, now, since you are being prohibited from running, you're being excluded, you're being singled out, you're being made an example of... Can people write you in? I actually, on another
4: note, I think that they're getting rid of sub-rep elections through dorms.
0: I mean, it wasn't on the, It wasn't even on the ballot this year. Oh, my gosh. You know what, folks? It's amazing what we're uncovering here. I feel like we're we're uncovering something out of the Egyptian sand. Yeah. And let me tell you, we want to push it back in because it, this stinks. There's something rotten in Denmark via Egypt. Um, let me ask you. So they're not only targeting you, but they are now taking the election process for sub-rep away from residence halls, and they're controlling it. I'm not entirely sure. I believe so. Now. Now, next thing I bet it's going to be all electronic voting by Diebold. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is just—you know what? Wow, this is amazing. What, what would you say to the person who they deem is fit to replace you? You know, what advice would you you have? Uh, I'd tell them to be really careful
4: because Sub doesn't like to see people try to make change. Mm. They don't—they want mm. to keep the power for themselves. They don't want to let clearly the people hold any power. They don't want to let change that the people want happen they just want to they want to keep it as is which is not <laughs> Not how
0: I like to do things. <laughs> no, clearly not. I mean, if the acoustic cafe is anything yeah. uh, that you do. Um, and, and Ryan for our, likes to
1: go to the meetings and really you know, throw some elbows.
0: Well, he throws his weight around when he has to, but he doesn't like to. I mean, like, who, you don't want to do that. I never want to do that. And I know Ryan, he, he doesn't like to do that. And, and and for our listeners out there, the acoustic cafe uh, happens at that time on Thursdays, yeah. and it's anyone can get up there, and they can play a guitar, or they can... Do a set, whatever they want, right? I think, yeah, pretty much, maybe, yeah. okay, yeah. And it's over at that cafe over there, the Haggerty. It's called the Haggerty Cafe. Do you remember one thing I don't like about the Haggerty Cafe? And I'm glad they got rid of it. They had like the the, the personnel there, the workers, wearing like these sassy outfits. And they had like these little hats. They made them look like you know. For the listeners <laughs> out there, when was this? Made, oh, oh, all the time, all the time. They got rid of it here. I think this year or so. And they, mm. you know, like they had these sassy hats. And it's like, hey, I just want coffee. Hold the sass. <laughs> and they got rid of the hats, and the sass went out. Hmm. Yeah. I- you, I, I do not remember the hats. Well, Bobby, do you, do maybe you remember Acoustic Cafe over there. And have you gone? I have never gone. Well, you said you were going to go. I know. I know. But we got you the time and the date. I'm sorry, <laughs> well, you're well, you throwing pearls. You're throwing pearls. Here, yeah.
1: you know. Wow. Well, I said I would go with Ryan if you ever went. Ryan's always yeah, there I'm <laughs> in spirit. Yeah. In spirit. Bobby, I can, I can join in spirit. That doesn't sound like too high a bar. But <laughs> I, I
0: thought you would also want. To be present physically, wow! That you
1: know your mind. Thursday nights are busy, Father Elf. We got a whole schedule over at Moreau. You can't miss one night at Moreau. No, not Thursdays. You can miss one night Uh, at
0: Acoustic Cafe. Not Thursdays. It's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, What would you say has been maybe as you you know as you're walking out of the office, saying goodbye to all your sub rep friends and other reps. is there anything that you know? You say like, "Wow, you know, like this is amazing." Like, I
4: I did this. Uh, really, honestly, no. Uh,
0: yeah, not really. Well, he's a he, you know he's a very humble person, as yeah, I so said. Absolutely. You know? you know he's he's accomplished so so much. And I can't begin to tell you how much you've done. Um, I cannot begin to tell you how much he's yeah. done because. Uh, yeah. it's gonna make for quite the chapter in your autobiography someday. Oh yes, yes That's right. Now uh, do you, can you can you let us do you have any idea who might be running for a sub rep? So I, as I said, I don't think that they're taking the election
4: power away from the dorms. I think now you have to apply through sub to become a sub rep. So I'm not entirely sure who might replace me if they even have dorm
0: reps anymore. I'm not sure they're wow. changing a lot. You know, this is kind of like you know, uh, like the old republic dying, and then the emperor and his empire in Star Wars Rising. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, the, the the grab of power, the naked grab of power is just absolutely disgusting. Just disgusting. And, you know, and I don't know. Is there uh, There's one last question here? I, I know you have got to get going as a sub rep. I mean, you probably have to I have meet a lot. Some. Of you know, I got to ask, what can we do? What can the the people do to make their voice heard that they don't agree with these changes. If, if there's one thing that I've learned
4: as my uh, during my tenure as sub rep uh, is that the man is more powerful than I ever thought he was. Mm-hmm. And I think that, honestly, the best way for us to make our voices heard is to keep them quiet. Really. I think, that, I think that he will squash any, any sort of outward uh, protest against him, and I think that silently protesting in our hearts is probably the best way. I like
0: that. Mm. I like that approach. I like that. Uh, quiet disobedience. Yeah, quiet disobedience. I, here, I was thinking of like having a shirt, you know, like, not my sub rep. Yeah. You know, but clearly not. No. That's not the it, way to no, it, go. It would squash that. Squash it.
1: Just shut up and just keep on going. I like that. I'm, I'm going to try to do that. Ryan, you're a profound man. You're a profound man. He is. <laughs> you know, a
0: man before his time. Uh, Ryan, sub-rep, thank you so very much for coming. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And thank you for all that you did,
1: too. Yeah, thank you for your service, Ryan. My pleasure. Really beautiful.
0: Bobby, don't you
1: like that Ryan Conley? Yeah, Ryan, and he's so good for the dorm. He's so good... He's so good for the student union board and they don't even they don't even know it. You know what they're doing? They are bringing down
0: a rising star.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz he adds so much legitimacy. You know, he works too hard, he cares too much. Yeah. And this is what this is how you say thank you.
1: And he says so to much the door. too.
0: Oh, he says so much. He's so <laughs> present. He's like omnipresent and you're like, "Wow, take <laughs> out time for yourself. Take out some time for the caregiver." But we got to move on. And before we do, I want to take a break here. I'm going to talk with Chris Scott and see what's going on with oh, Chris Scott. Oh, nice. Wonderful. Okay. I am now here with Chris Scott. Chris, welcome to the Red Room. Thank you. Honored to be here. Oh, the honor is all ours, Chris. Chris, i got to ask, what are you watching these days? How are you passing the time? Oh, well, I mean, I, I've been watching a lot of stuff, including uh, the show Modern Family. On, oh, uh, on now, e. now that, who's in that show? Oh, let's see, a few different people. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Oh, let me see. Oh, well, it's... Um, I can see their faces. Uh, the, the I just... One Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I I can see their faces, too. I know Mm -hmm. Uh, the one guy from the National Trevor, the the National, I think he was in uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets is in it. I don't know his name, Uh but uh, there's also uh, Sofia Vergara. Oh, yes. Sofia Vergara. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill oh ed oh oh is that the name of the guy who plays luke
0: dunphy i think so there's ed o'neill or maybe that's the dad i don't know but you know julie bowen ty burrell you know all those people i know who you're talking about it's a great show yeah now how, how did you get watching it
2: oh man well let's see i'm gonna have to think about that i'm gonna have to turn back the clock a little bit um
0: one day you just had a boring day up there in Chicago and you just turned on like the, the Apple T V and you found it?
2: <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I feel like uh, the, 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 the show came out many years ago and yeah. I might have just seen a trailer online somewhere, maybe somebody told me about it at some point. And Got then,
0: it. You started you know, watching it. Yeah.
2: Right. Started, so started why would, watching it. So yeah.
0: so why would why would you recommend us to watch that show?
2: Oh well, I think first of all, it's it, it, it's hilarious. I feel like every single episode makes me laugh, at, at least certain parts of it. There, you know, there are always funny moments, and mm-hmm. um, you know, in Oh yeah, the right. Yeah, the writing is great, and the I crypt- feel like anyone, you know, I, I feel like you know anyone who has a family, who has kids, or anything like that, can mm-hmm. really relate to it. Yeah. I mean. You know,
0: <laughs> and, and you and you like watching it because of the chemistry between the the, the characters and the actresses and actors.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, there's really really good chemistry between the the characters and the actors, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, they just they all you know they they, they all play on each other really well.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a situational. This is kind of like a sitcom, a situational comedy with um a, you know a family, a modern family. And yeah so uh, now uh now that show has been on for a couple of a couple of years ago, and that 's a good comedy now you know something that i 'm looking forward to watching and i haven 't watched in some time uh, is andor yes, ah. I watched andor and i 'd watch it again in a heartbeat. Chris, have you seen andor?
2: not yet, but i'm looking forward to it <laughs> if, okay for our listeners,
0: andor is the new Star Wars. Uh, little mini-series found on Disney Plus channel talking about um, Cassian Andor, who is going to be a rebel leader and you know blow up the Death Star, or at least help blow it up. Um, it's a very good show. Chris, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. Um, in addition to the comedies you're watching, and of course, as I always recommend to you, Yellowstone. Watch Yellowstone.
2: Oh, Yellowstone! Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, ranching's dirty, but no one knew it was this dirty. I come from Nebraska, <laughs> and I'm just wow. I'm glad I live in the Big Smoke, the city, because I couldn't handle it on the ranch. It's it's really nasty.
2: It's doggy dog <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, oh my gosh well let me ask um, going back to Family Guy or Modern Family excuse me Modern Family um, of your of the characters who is the character that you like the most
2: oh man I mean they're oh it's a tough one I mean there's so many so many great characters on the show Um, yeah I mean I was um, I, I was I was just thinking about Sofia Vergara I know her from from other movies that I've seen and she's a great actress and I mean it's just mm-hmm. you know I, I, I guess it's really it, it's really funny how you know she I, I don't know I, I guess to me it sounds like she might be overdoing you know um, she might be overdoing the, the the accent a little bit and it's just oh my gosh yeah. and the you know that I guess you know there's some you know it's like the I, I don't know. I guess the show plays with or makes fun of certain, you know, certain stereotypes about um, like Latin American mothers in particular. Yes, they do.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've I, I've always liked uh, the Phil Dunphy. It's played by Ty oh, Burrell. Yeah. Ty uh, yeah. Burrell, and uh, you know he's the the uh, was it the husband to Claire Claire Dumphy. Yeah. His, mm-hmm. his his his, Ditpan look. You know, like when he delivers a joke or something funny and just his ability to look like, you know, like a like a like a like a sphinx. It's just I, I wish I had that gift. I mean, that's a that's a gift, I think. And uh, I, I want that. I guess, yes, I do covet that. <laughs> I don't covet a lot of things, but I covet that ability. Um, so that's always a good show. Now, um, there that show has been out, like you said, for a couple of years. Do you remember uh, what platform you found that on?
2: Is that- oh well, um, I, I I've just been watching it on cable, specifically the each channel. I mean, they run a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. um, every night. It seems like at least during the week and, um, oh man, it's it's great. You know okay. it really really helps me relax at Sounds the end good. of the day.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, let me ask you one last question before we let you go here. Chris, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did, yes. Did you find it entertaining? I think it was the best Super Bowl we've seen in a long time. It was actually a game.
2: Yeah. You know what? I I found it entertaining too. I mean the game was great. Both teams were you know, both teams are playing their best really well. And they were pretty even and um yeah, so and you know, halftime show was good too and yeah, it was just a really it was a really fun time, you know, just had a little you know, had a little Super Bowl party here at the house with my mom, and yeah, um, yeah just relax, watch the game, yeah. talk to Grandma Jeanette. It was uh, very excited about the game. Well, well, and well, I well uh, she, go ahead. I think she, I think she really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. Well, Chris, and let me ask.
0: Of, let me ask your mom and your grandma. Who are they rooting for, and who are you rooting for?
2: Oh, uh, ooh, you know. I, I'm not sure who they were rooting for, but they both really like Patrick Mahomes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I mean, he's a great quarterback, so I guess I feel like they were they were cheering for the Chiefs. And well, then yeah. And you? I, I don't. Yeah, I I I don't know if I was rooting for you know for any team in particular. I, I guess I really I really wanted to see a good game.
0: Gotcha. Um, well, you know what? I was in the you were in the same boat as as I was. You know, all I was rooting for was America. I uh, and, and I think, and I think America won. I think America won. It was yeah, absolutely great. Yeah, 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 great game. America won. Yeah. So, well, Chris, well, thank you so much for your suggestion. We'll take a look at Modern Family, found on your cable network, or maybe a platform. Type it in. Chris, thanks for letting us know what to watch. We'll talk to you oh. again. All
2: right. Thank you. Pleasure.
0: Bobby, don't you like that, Chris? Chris is great Chris is great well you know what uh, well, maybe I should save this for later, and I will save it for later because you know why? We got Nikolai here. We got good news and weather with Nikolai. Nikolai, oh, welcome. I'm back and better than ever. Here we are, the
5: red room. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun on that one, I and mean, we'll see here. <laughs> well, so I've got some good news for myself. This oh, is, this is oh a bit of okay. A toot your own horn. Oh, segment. okay. Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> well, so last week, or about like ten days ago, as a football manager, you know, so I work these workouts for the players. Yes. And, you know, I was just minding my own business, holding a medicine ball, just working some technique with the linemen, offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. and one of them got a little too excited and took me to the ground. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Like a rag, I mean, literally flew like a rag doll. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Raggedy Andy. (laughs) Well, so if I ever had a dream of getting a scholarship, it all ended there, and I hit my head on this turf, and I got a concussion. Oh, my gosh. You know, the good. It was a little touch and go at the beginning. Makeup work was raking in. I didn't think I'd make it. It was like getting buried in a grave. Oh wow! And it's all paper. It's all. It's oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Clawed my way out. Minute by minute, hour by hour, and here I am today wow. to report well, the good news. That's that's good news well, right there.
0: Well, that's dedication. Wow. And I here was I am. where the
1: good news was going I made it. He made a full recovery. He's able, full able
0: to live a life of religious fulfillment now. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So how'd this guy take you down? You just well,
5: tackle you he just tackled you? Well, he, he, he kind of like, imagine like an offensive lineman blocking. You're technically supposed to, like, if I was big enough, I'd be able to, like, give him some resistance, resistance to kind of yeah. practice the technique, but... He wasn't supposed to just you work his hands, but he worked everything else and just pushed me pretty much to the ground. Is what it looked like when you just ran it back.
0: So yeah. Oh jeez, jeez. So that was wow. Kind of can't make this stuff did, up. Did you did you see colors or did you see stars and oh, hear it colors? It was like one
5: of those cartoons where like my ghosts were running around my head when I got back up. <laughs> wow. But in reality, no, I was fine. I got back up, but then it hit me afterwards. And,
0: and then what did the, what did the color purple sound like? <laughs>
5: No, he. so when I, when I got taken to the ground, he goes like, are you okay, little man? And at that moment, I realized, you know, I'm not cut out for this. I'm yeah. getting too old for this. <laughs> You're <laughs> not
0: paid enough. I'm not paid. Well, we're glad you made a full recovery. So, yeah,
5: so here I am to report the other great news around campus. So, well, okay, yeah. Our first true. thing is the uh, Keenan Review. It's this weekend, or it started Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we're at the tail end of it, and... From what I've heard, it is remarkably better than last year, Mm. and I haven't been yet. I'm going tonight, so I can't confirm it, but my sources are pretty reliable out on the streets. Well, you're going to finish. The crazy thing is, so these people, which, you know, they're little diehard fans, they wait. So you have to wait in line to get to the best showing of Thursday, and that's, they got in line at 8 in the morning, and tickets are dispersed at 4 p.m.,
2: you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's not that good, folks. Yeah, it's good, I but it's not that good.
5: Exactly. I, I came at four forty-five. If you just come at that time, no one's there. You just get a Saturday ticket, and you're on your merry way.
1: Wow! How many tickets do they give out? I think about two thousand a night. So two thousand a night. I think. How many? There's only there's only like twelve thousand on campus. But
5: well, yeah, no, like it, I don't know if they're filling it the whole time. But that's well, Thursday sold out. But well, at the it, end it, you it, can kind of.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you can sneak in. And then also too, you know, like they have they have a lot of extras because you know, it's like the Oscars, you know, no one can be out of the seats and <laughs> you have people who fill the seats when you got to go to the bathroom, you know. Yeah. Stuff, you know? So it's it's you know, they try to make it up and um, a lot of it's made up. I'm shocked because yeah. I, I never went once. I haven't either. You know, no, uh, and uh, I'm 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 living a full life.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you I gotta, don't know what you don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I got to ask. Are they? Do they make fun of Steads in it?
5: Oh, I have heard. There's numerous jokes, especially they love the classic punchline that were short. You know, I, 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 small all around. You know I I'm I'm gonna, find it hard to believe when you look around this hall. It's...
0: I, I, I'm at, that's a shot at me, oh, Bobby. Well. That, that's that's just shot not across the bow, but right at me. Right at <laughs> right, right at <to> the hearts. <laughs> right. I'm taking them on. You know, what? I'm going to lodge a title nine complaint or <laughs> some, some <laughs> complaint or something. I don't know. Bring them down. <laughs> bring them on. down. Yeah. Bring them down. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, they, so
5: they love making fun of. That's like a classic. There they. You know they th- they feel threatened by us.
1: We're right in yeah. North. Well, they make fun of all the dorms, oh, of course. I can't yes. imagine we're like. There's some pun- top yeah, there's like
5: numerous punching lines to other dorms In St. Mary's. They do enjoy the okay. uh, classic the, quip, but
1: Okay.
0: Now, what is some other good news?
5: So, some other good news is the dining hall has... I, you know, I love to report around the dining hall and mm, yes. air three times a day, sadly. but <laughs> And it doesn't show, though. That's very good. <laughs> but, you know, this was a victory. So this was good news. So Fat, Fat Tuesday, they had a big celebration for it, and they brought out a band from Chicago... Obviously, North Dining Hall, I guess we couldn't get that. So, South Dining Hall got a band from Chicago. And not Chicago. Not the band from Chicago. Not Chicago. A band from Chicago. A band from Chicago. (laughs) 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 And so, they had like a whole tuba. It was like a nice New Orleans show there. Wow. We got a speaker system for some sounds. So Okay. Not mm. the worst, but we had a nice sculpture, and they oh. had Cajun food, some gumballs, some beignets.
0: Okay, and, so, and and what day was that? That was Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. So les bon temps rouler. <laughs> <laughs> I always love saying let the good times roll, <laughs> and uh, then
5: it rolled into the dining hall. Ash Wednesday and good fri- or and Fridays. Yes. Oh, it's they have created with the fish items they come in with, but it's sure. it's good news because it removes the temptation to eat meat. Because if you saw like a beef burger, oh yeah, and then the Alaskan pollock sandwich they're serving, you, it's very hard to go for the Alaskan pollock good, sandwich. That's good. That's good.
0: Whitefish imitation whitefish. Yeah, yeah. or the yes.
5: crab salad that I don't imitation think that's crab. Where, it's crab imitation crab with a K. That's, yeah.
0: So well, I, I think if you look, if you look at the packaging, it, it does say imitation whitefish. Yeah, that's okay. really? Yeah, I uh, think yeah, yeah, it's Uh-oh. imitation crab. It's whitefish. Oh, funny. Packaged to look like crab, but that's okay. You know what? The funny thing is, is that folks. You know what? Having fish is helping you reduce your your carbon footprint. I don't believe it. So I I always say on Fridays, what, you want a carbon footprint? Oh, you're probably one of those who has your food delivered by a robot. <laughs> <laughs> don't be dogging on no, those. No, That's geez, no, no, no. The church is right where it needs to be on Fridays of Lent, <laughs> and you need to get there too. So. All right, well, fantastic. I'm glad that they're spicing up Fridays for you. Oh, they sure are. So you know, it's been it's been a good week to really just it's a recharge week. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, I got some good news if oh, I can share some. Please. I don't. I don't, don't, do. don't want to get out. Of, you know, speak out of turn a here, but we got good news, Bobby. Bobby, we're taking the show on the road. Oh, are we taking the show? We're tomorrow? taking the show I would, on the I road. Know about oh, this? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I there was a, I was talking to Chris, and and Chris, we didn't tell you this portion, but Chris uh, is hosting us up in Chicago. Oh, and oh, Chris is going to uh, allow us to tape, and we're going to tape uh, maybe right there from downtown Chicago.
1: Oh, that's wonderful! It doesn't get well, better exciting. than that. I'm yeah. excited. You know, this is good. We've hit New York.
0: Yeah. We're going to hit Chicago. Yeah, let's go to L.A. We next. we got to go to L.A. next. <laughs> yeah, I it up. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they got a blizzard warning out there. Maybe we'll go after all the snow.
1: Oh, Well, well, that'd be great. That'd be exciting. The snow that falls in the sky.
0: We never know around (laughs) here. That's true. Yes, but
1: especially
0: in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) LA. Yes. Now, uh, any other good news? Sorry to. You know, that's
5: that's about it. It was kind of you know when you have a concussion, it's hard to get out there. I normally like to make my way around and. Kind of hear the controversial things on this campus. Mm. So, you know. Well, you know what? You take your time. I had, a, I had a step back this week, so it's good to hear a little bit less. You know, you're just getting the I like filtered edition from campus. Mm, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> okay,
0: how about some weather Ooh, with Nikolai?
5: So, speaking of snow, we did have our fair share of snow for February. We got like an inch if that came in over the night. But for the next week, we still got the same old, same old. About 50 degrees, 40s, 50s. The sun might be peeking in, but we will probably be cloudy.
1: It's wow. going to be
0: gray. It's going to be gray, yeah. and
5: then lows in the 20s. And, but no rain. The it's rain is not, the worst. It's still not
0: that bad for February. I, no, it's not. We, we've we've had a pretty good February. Yeah, we've, we've been pretty lucky. You know, if yeah, I was have.
5: a freshman, I'd be like, wow, who are oh, the South Bend winners? They were saying, oh, it was so bad. I was like, yeah. it's very nice compared well, to what it could be.
0: You know, I, I one thing I don't understand is why Notre Dame admissions has students come admitted students come in February yeah. for a visit. Like, okay, folks, we got them, but <laughs> let's not lose them. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> well, yeah, spring or in February. This is the worst time to come. They want and the most dedicated. <laughs> well, yeah, well, so I, I, saw a, I saw a kid from Brazil. Oh, and God. so, uh, you know, one of our Brazilians, Felipe, wanted me to introduce him to me. And uh, so he brought him over. And I just said to the first thing, young man, it's not always like this. <laughs> and, then I, I could, and then also you could just see like a sigh of relief come over like, that kid. Oh, it kit. gets better. It, it may not be Brazil, but <laughs> it's pretty darn close. So, well, thank you for that weather. That was news and weather with Nikolai. Thank
1: you, Nikolai. Thank Nikolai, you. thank you. Bobby. Great news. Yeah. Great news. Great news. Great weather. Great weather. We're going to be on a trip soon. We're going to be on this trip. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was confirmed. but uh, Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You heard it first here, Bobby.
1: Yeah. And so did everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby. Well, um, I'm interested who, what guests we're going to have on the show.
0: Well. You got a plan for that? You leave that to me. Okay. All right. I got that covered. I got that covered. I just need you to 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 smile. And to uh, I can do, your, do your best, sure. I'll do your well, best. you know, because usually your best isn't good enough. But I'm going to really need to determine. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that, Father. O. Well, thank I'm just, I'm just thank trying to give you the motivation, trying yeah.
0: to give you motivation. No, and that helps. Motivation, that helps. you know.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Nikolai, he knows how to take that. He's going to try harder next time. He'll deliver
1: more <laughs> yeah. good news. But anyway, uh, it's that time we have to say that time to thank our guests. Yeah. Thank Father Aaron Michka. Yeah. Uh, for joining us and for for some words of wisdom on Egypt. Uh, thank Ryan Connolly. Not only for joining us but for you know his his uh laborious service to oh, to, to the sub yes. um student union board. Dedication. And finally thank you to Nikolai for, for having you know great to have him back after the concussion and good news and weather continues to roll. I know, I was worried there and uh you know had a
0: good cry, but we got over it yeah. and he's doing well. You know, he he made a full recovery and just like on you know uh on an airplane, you know, ladies and gentlemen, he, he was slightly ill, but He's now made a full recovery, or will make a full recovery, and be able to live a life of religious fulfillment. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. Thank you for listening. Um, you can always find us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And the good news is, well, if you like these stories, we got even better stories next week. So keep on listening, folks. I'm Father Ralph with my co-host Bobby Weltner, and you've been in the Red Room.